Hey, welcome back. So we wanted to, we had so much more that we wanted to talk about. And I, there's one topic that I wanted to cover um, in in our episode, but I didn't want it to go too long. So here's a quick little bonus episode for you all. Um, and we're going to just cover one, one little topic that could take us about 10, 15 minutes or even longer. We'll see how this goes. Uh, probably not because I know, Carrie, you have to run. But back... In episode two of uh, of our podcast, Vicky, you had asked a somewhat rhetorical question, and we all, Gail and I, treated it as such. Where you, uh, when the, the the church had put out the statement on racial unity, and we, you were kind of like, "Well, what the fuck is racial unity?" And we all thought that, like, what does that even Curiously. mean? But something that Gail and I have oh. talked about often, having come from evangelicalism, is that we hear that phrase over and over and over again, this idea of unity, and then this this talk about divisiveness being evil. Um, Carrie, I want to read a, a, a paragraph from, from your book, um, where, or maybe just a, um, a portion of a, actually, I'll read the whole paragraph. Um, you wrote, we loved charity because charity is easy and it makes us feel good about ourselves. Justice, on the other hand, is a long game. It's hard and frustrating and sometimes overwhelming to the point of surrender. Justice work is by nature divisive because there will always be people who want to maintain the status quo for what they have to lose. This is why Jesus said he did not come to bring peace. Jesus was probably one of the most divisive guys to ever walk the earth. But in modern day churches, we love to talk about unity. And we choose so-called unity over justice any day of the week because unity feels good, acts nice, and doesn't make a bit of a difference to people who are suffering. Unity is just an ideological tool the white Christian empire uses to keep us all in our nice, timid places. Unity is about peacekeeping, doing anything necessary to keep things moving right along without disturbing whiteness. But Jesus was about peacemaking, which is about making a peaceful world for everyone. And that means some of us have to get super uncomfortable for this Jesus kind of peace to happen. Um, I want to talk a little bit about unity and why that is a buzzword. Um, could you, cause Carrie, you wrote a paper about this, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny. I didn't realize, first of all, having people read back my words to me is the weirdest feeling ever. Um, <laughs> especially cause I don't necessarily remember writing that. Um, but it's interesting cause uh, unity has been uh, that doctrine. I call it the doctrine of unity right there. It's definitely, I, I think it can be called a doctrine now within evangelicalism because you hear every white, white skinny jean pastor talking about it, you know? Um, and it's essentially, I believe, um, a tool of the oppressor. It's a tool of empire um, to to silence anybody who points out uh, any kind of injustice. Right. So at any time somebody. So I literally was called into the pastor's office. I'm just going to go there and say this finally publicly. Like mm -hmm. I was called into my pastor's office when I was on staff at my church and I was told to, I was writing about LGBTQ rights and I was told to stop. And that was a really big reason why I, at the time I needed the job, it was a really big reason why I decided to leave. It was death by a million cuts, but a big part of why I decided to leave was because I no longer wanted to allow any person to tell me what I could and could not write about. 
Um, and the reason that I was told I could not write about it is that because as a staff member, I should not write about divisive issues. And I cannot understand how the full humanity, honoring the full humanity of any human being could be considered divisive. Um, and, and yet, that's what how the, the doctrine is used, right? It, what the doctrine is, says that Christians have to be unified above all, probably because of that stupid hymn that says they'll know that they'll know we are Christians by our love or something like that, which is kind of laughable, but it's like we, it's, it's this idea that we have to be unified over, uh, non, what is it? Non there's non-negotiables and then there's negotiables, right? Or there, there are these core things that we have to believe in. And then there's, there's arguable things right there are yeah there are bible verses that people love to to pick out like what is it first corinthians yeah like a you know i beseech you brethren uh that you all agree of be of one mind have no divisions among you that right right and first of all that's freaking that's like that's freaking hard right like like if you've if you've ever been in a long-term relationship you want to kill the person who said don't go to bed angry i'm tired dude i want to go to bed i'm tired of talking to you i'm just ready to go to sleep now right like so sometimes people are not going to be there. We're not going to agree. Right. But it, this goes deeper. This is not about simple disagreement. This, and, and I really think that that's what those scriptures are talking about. It's it, those scriptures are talking about stuff like, well, I let, I want the carpet in the sanctuary to be green and you want it to be purple. So we're just going to have to agree to disagree and we'll pick blue, right? Like that's, Christian unity. Christian unity is not about recognizing um, the the horrific uh, damage that was done to the black and brown community as a result of colonialism, imperialism, church-backed colonial imperialism, and uh, slavery, chattel slavery, 400 years of chattel slavery, right? Like, that is not... You know, and yet you have, I think, Gail, you were reading on that one episode uh, about the emergence statement, you read that guy's statement about who was trying to justify slavery. And I practically wanted to throw John up. MacArthur. Yes. Who oh. has sold a millions of copies of his study <sighs> Bible to Christians. Yes. yes. I mean, yeah, that like that kind of, that kind of stuff. I cannot, I cannot be unified. I cannot be unified with that with that mentality. I absolutely cannot because it is antichrist. It is antichrist, definitively antichrist. You know, it's to, to, for, for him to sit there and say that within slavery, like some slaves did really well because, so there weren't always abuses in slavery. The act of slave of enslaving another human being is in of itself abuse. Like there's no other way to to talk about it, right? If you want to take care of somebody, take care of somebody. That's you don't have to enslave them to do it, right? So, so anyway, so my point is, is that the doctrine of unity in evangelicalism is used to silence people who are pointing out the oppressor, and that is um, white, the white, the white patriarchy, essentially. The white straight patriarchy is the oppressor in the Christian church. There was, um, when you were talking about justice, uh, it was making me think of an Austin Channing uh, round quote that said, we are not going to hug our way to justice. And then I also saw Corey Leak mentioning Latasha Morrison, who is, um, she has created an organization called uh, Be the Bridge. Mm -hmm. And he was learning from her that when the Golden Gate Bridge was made, 11 people died. And the reason he was bringing this up, or Latasha Morrison was bringing it up is because often when we think of 
bridge building. And when we think of unity, we think of, okay, we're going to sing worship songs together and have coffee and we're all going to listen to each other and we're going to hug it out. And look, we built, like, this is what unity looks like. And um, I think, I think it was Corey Lee who said we, we, that basically, those are the celebrations after you've mm-hmm. you've created unity when you sing together and you hug, like that's what happens once you have created unity it is not the work of bridge building bridge building is messy work yes. creating unity is i like you said it's divisive yes. it is divisive if you want to create unity because you're i i heard a good definition of the difference between peace i don't know if you've heard this peacemaking and peacekeeping and kind of uh, showing that peacekeepers often are told like when the Bible says blessed are peacemakers. It doesn't say blessed are the peacekeepers. It says makers. And the difference is, and I saw this when I was like in Haiti, the NGOs and the peacekeepers and stuff. And their goal is to keep two warring sides apart. Like a peacekeeper does not create unity. They just try and keep an eruption from happening. But bridge building, 11 people died building the Golden Gate Bridge. People don't want to think that bridge building is messy work. And that when you're doing peacekeeping, you're not actually making peace. You're not actually creating unity people often conflate them and think that they're being a peacemaker when actually what they want to be is a peacekeeper they want to just keep two warring sides apart not have the discussion at all keep silent about it totally one of the things that i'm often told usually by white men is that i need to be nicer about doing my work right they they say you know you're going to catch more bees with honey than you will with vinegar or some shit like that right you you know you have some you have such good things to say carrie but you just you know you make everybody so angry because of the way you talk right or the way you speak and here's the thing i mean there's so first of all there's so much freaking patriarchy wrapped up in that statement i can't even right like just you can combine male fragility and male white fragility ex- exactly, into one. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yes, please. I, I live to coddle white male feelings. Like that's all I want to do over here. Right. But the, the, the bigger issue at play here is that there's never going to be a way that I can tell you that the thing that you just did or said was inherently racist and have you feel good about it. You, you just can't expect. And I think that that's what white people want. We want to like, our our pastor says you you can't skip the crucifixion and get right to resurrection right but that's what white people want to do we want to skip all the uncomfortable bits and get right to the party and the truth is, is that we have to and that's actually the work that i do with pastors right now i, I coach a lot of pastors through this through what it means, because especially in our American shiny toothed culture, nobody wakes up, no leader wakes up in the morning and goes, I can't wait to lead my people through a, a nightmare or a, a midnight of despair and lament. But that is exactly what is needed for white people to experience. And we need white leaders who are willing to first and foremost go through that midnight themselves and then be willing to lead their people through it and to be brave enough to even say, I'm going to lead you into a deep midnight of the soul where you are going to feel despair and you are going to feel overwhelmed and you are going to feel depressed and you are going to feel hopeless. And we're going to stay there and we're going to sit with that for a little bit and then we're going to keep going and we're going to come out on the other side. And when we come out on the other side, we are actually going to have a steadfastness about us that will carry us through until our dying day until we see this work through to its fruition and our children and our children's children have a better life. That's the work that I'm encouraging and inviting white people into. That'll preach. (laughs) 
Um, Carrie, I want to say thank you again um, for joining us on our show, for sharing all of this. Um, I do want to point out, though, that the reason that I specifically picked out Unity is that, and, and I should have said it to be at the beginning, but one thing that I felt as I was um, journeying out of evangelicalism, and that I know this is somewhat universal and not just um, specific to me, was that this idea of unity above all else keeps people silent. And when we feel something is wrong in the environment that we're in, we don't want to speak up because we are afraid that, I mean, look, look the, the scripture verses that deal with the concept of unity that pastors love to trot out anytime somebody is making them feel uncomfortable about what they're doing, it's, it's long and it's intimidating. But I, I hope that if there's anybody listening to our show who is in that space, um, that you can recognize what those calls for unity are that they are not unity <laughs> it's yeah. it's a silencing tactic it's it a silence absolutely it's it's getting you to to behave well yeah. um but nobody who ever changed the world necessarily behaved well yeah thank you again carrie um thanks for having me this was so yeah. much fun yeah. So again, this has been Don't Repeat This. I know there's a bonus episodes. We're not going to give you our usual spiel when we sign off, but um, we'll go ahead and sign off. Carrie, again, thank you. Thank, thank you. Thank you. you. This has been amazing. Thanks, uh, Carrie. Guys. Thank you so much. Have a great night. You too. Bye. Bye.